If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, iron and hard top. It's Kev Lewin's decent to Sandbox. Since the Sandbox fans, what is going on? We're almost at Christmas time. It's getting to feel that type of way. With 12 days to Christmas, I'm pretty sure. So I just want to give a quick little shout out to everybody helping us out in our toy drive. So shout out to Lisa Ferrara, Tina Merrick, Owen Noonan, and Stephanie King. You guys have all made outstanding cash donations. There have been so many people that have given toy donations as well. So we just want to give a quick shout out, a quick thank you, because we're not able to do our work without all of you guys. And also, before we get started with the fantasy rankings, I want to give two shout outs. One to Neon Shield. Not sure who Neon Shield is, but Neon left us a nice review for the podcast. He said he loves the show. He was talking about my fantasy rankings for last week uh, where I had Godwin. But Neon, you know, you still complimented us. I appreciate you for listening. And the Bucks got a win over Cavs and Bills. <laughs> and also, I want to shout out Ramirez444. He said, recommended the podcast and gave us five stars. So shout out to you guys. And last message, guys. I know I'm really dragging this out. Last message. We have a listener in San Jose, California. Uh-huh. And... I would love to know who that consistent listener is because every single week they're getting the rundowns. I love so that. So that's awesome. We got we we know we have fans all over the place. Let us know who's listening from San Jose, California, so we can share your name on air. All right, guys, it's a fantasy playoffs time, week fifteen. The fantasy rankings, Kev. Before we jump in with the mm-hmm. jump in with the rankings, I want to talk about some of the easier schedules around the league. Yep. So don't know if you know this. But the Bucks have the easiest remaining schedule with an opponent win-loss percentage of 365. Something that you'll be extremely happy to hear about is two of the teams that I included on this list are the Packers and the Bills. Yep. So these are the guys, these are the teams that we're looking out for when it comes to fantasy playoffs, really making sure that if we have guys on these teams, these rosters, they're most likely going to be favored compared to others. But, Kev, I talked a lot. Why don't you get us started with the quarterback rankings? All right, so first I want to make a couple of remarks about the openings. So first of all, fans, we love you. I love you. Love the great reviews. Don't be afraid to use your real name, all right? <laughs> Let us know who you are so we can shout you out, you know, maybe find where you live, send you some Since the Sandbox merch, something, all right? This isn't Dear Abby. We don't got to say anonymous. But anyway, thank you for the reviews. Second off, to our listener in San Jose, if you got an open bedroom, let me know. I'm a California <laughs> boy, so if you got a reasonable price to an extra bedroom, let me know. But I'll dive in, as always. We start off with the quarterbacks. I'll go th- 10 through 6. Kev, you remember how to do the fantasy rankings? I do, although they've been mush lately. Um, <laughs> at 10, I got Kirk Cousins against Chicago. Like the matchup. Chicago just got a tough division loss. I do think it'll be a good game. But I think Kirk Cousins is going to air the ball out a lot. I do think Dalvin will run a muck too. But that uh, that Vikings offense has really been hitting their strides the last few weeks. At 9, I got Lamar. I kept him low just because I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. And if he is, I know his ankle probably won't be 100%. And Green Bay is one of the hottest teams in football right now on both ends of the football. At 8, I got Herbert against Kansas City. Again, maybe a little low. But tough division matchup. This is for the lead in the division, so it is going to be a tough game for both teams. And I don't see either one of these quarterbacks putting up substantial numbers, but I do think they're going to have both really good games, which at 7, I got Mahomes, so right above Herbert. And then at 6, 
I have Brady. I know it's a little low. Again, division game. The Saints aren't the Saints of old, but they're still a, a pretty solid football team, and I really just honestly think that the five I have above him just have better matchups this week, honestly. Ah, fair enough. Nice to hear that mush rundown once again. Guys, keep in mind, I don't do Thursdays, and that's a lot of fantasy players taken off of my rankings with no Chiefs and no Chargers. So we're going to do our best. Here at 10, Joe Burrow at Denver. Do not love the road matchup by any means. I was saying Jay was over the house watching football, and it's so weird, but I think I'd ra- I think I feel more comfortable maybe in a fantasy standpoint or a betting standpoint when the Bengals are playing from behind rather than playing with the lead just because I know Burrow has that gunsling ability, and I feel like when they're playing with the lead, that could be you know poisonous mm-hmm. to them. So Burrow here at 10 do not like the matchup. At 9, somebody that has not seen my rankings often, not even crazy about it. Like I said, w- without Mahomes and Herbert, it was really tough to do these rankings. I have Mac Jones versus Indy. Mm-hmm. Not expecting him to turn the ball over. Not expecting him to wow you, but if he can get you 15 to 17 points, you know, maybe with the Damian Harris injury, they'd throw a little bit more than we would expect. Plus, they, they rushed the ball 50 times versus the Bills, yeah. so I think they're good for three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight, I have Rodgers at Baltimore. Look, it's not comfortable to hear that Rodgers re-injured or suffered a setback for his toe injury and we know how how bad or gruesome you know those can be especially when it comes down to the feet Baltimore is not playing great I actually don't have Lamar on my rankings mm-hmm. very surprising for me because up to a couple of weeks ago Lamar was my front runner for MVP MVP is wide open at yep. this point so we'll talk about that at seven I have Kirk Cousins here at Chicago not a huge fan of Cousins on the road I think the Bears are due for a win and the Vikings would definitely be a team to to sacrifice a win to a Chicago Bears team. So I wouldn't be surprised, but do think Cousins has been playing solid, one of the best touchdown-to-interception ratios in the NFL. At 6, I have Stafford versus Seattle. This could probably be a little bit higher. I've got some crazy names in my top five, so I, I'm sure you're anticipating that, Kev. Uh-huh. So I have Rodgers here at 5. A couple different reasons. I mean, it is Aaron Rodgers, but again, I'm not sure if Lamar Jackson is going to play, and if he does... That's going to affect Baltimore substantially and give Green Bay the ball for a lot more time than I think people will expect if Lamar were to play. So I have Rodgers there for now just because of that Lamar injury kind of lingering around. Four, I got Stafford against Seattle. Love the matchup. Uh, Rams have been kind of up and down this year. Big division game. Not so much for the Seahawks, more for the Rams. But expect him to come out slinging. Three, sorry Steve, but I got Dak against the Giants. Uh, Two, I got Kyler against Detroit. And then one, I do have Josh Allen against Carolina. That's not being biased. The guy put up 37 points this week in a loss against Tampa Bay. Did get hurt, though. He did get hurt. Fully expecting to play. I know they're kind of saying day by day. I'd honestly be more surprised if he didn't play, just given the situation that they're in and how tough of a guy he is. But if he can put up 35 and not even a great game against you know, That was Tampa the second Bay, half, that was a pretty second, much. Yeah, pretty much. So I can only imagine what he's going to do to Carolina. So, yeah, Josh Allen, number one. Well, I'll pick it up at five, and this is where I have Josh Allen. I think Mm -hmm. the injury could be something a little bit more concerning than a Bills fan would probably give it credit for. But Josh Allen, if there's one dude I would want as my quarterback, especially when it comes down to injuries, I think Josh Allen's probably one of the toughest dudes in the NFL. Um, Definitely expect him to play, but do I think, you know, there there could be some limits as far as getting out of the pocket? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Does that hurt his game? Absolutely. Still expect him to play good versus Carolina. Four, I have Brady versus New Orleans. Look, 
at this point in time, I honestly think that because the MVP award is not going to be given to a running back or a wide receiver or a defensive player, that Brady would probably be the default. And am I happy with that? At the beginning of the year, I think it would make a lot more sense. I mean, the past couple of weeks, Brady hasn't played, you know, so necessarily great. But I will call him the MVP frontrunner at this time. Three, Kev, did not hear him in your rankings. I don't have Russell Wilson. I do have this guy, though. Jalen Hurts versus the Washington football yep, team. he wasn't in there. You know, I just think he, he has the potential with the feet. He obviously, you know, can provide in the passing game. So I, I like Jalen Hurts here. Two, I have Dak at, at the Giants. So, Kev, you were a little low mm-hmm. um, with that Dak prediction. Have him here at, at two. You had him at three. And one, Kyla Murray at Detroit. Did you not? Did you have Kyla? Yeah, I had him at two. Okay, I was going to say. I was going to say, at Detroit. Yeah, I had to put him in two. With, with a, healthy, a healthy Kyla Murray. And a healthy D-Hop, hopefully. That's fully what, healthy. Yeah, we'll see. that's what I'm saying. So a little, a little surprising. that that is it actually a little surprising that Josh Allen Joe won? No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so I'll pick it up with the running backs. 15 through 8, as always. So at 15, I got Spinner going against the Texans. Division game. Doesn't really mean much for either team. Both teams are out of playoffs. Have been since week one. Spinner at 15 this week. 14, I have Daryl Henderson. I know it's low. Going against that Seattle defense. It's going to be a big air it out game for Matt Stafford. 13, I got Gibson. Gibson's just been so up and down this year, as, as well as that you know, football team offense in general that I really just don't feel confident putting him in the top 10 anymore. Do I think he could have a top five performance against Philly? Yes, I do. But I'm not going to sit here and say it's guaranteed just because of how all over the place that offense is. At 12, I got Saquon against Dallas. Um, He hasn't been in my top 15 much this year just due to injury and stuff, but I do think he'll have a good or at least decent game against Dallas. 11, very low. Jonathan Taylor against New England. There's one thing Bill B does every single game. It's pretty much eliminate the other team's best player. I tend to think on offense, Jonathan Taylor is their best player. So I think the Pats D, you know, being arguably the best defense in the league will definitely uh, limit him. At 10, I got Zeke against the Giants. At 9, I got Eckler against Kansas City. And then at 8, not very confidently, but I do have Josh Jacobs against Cleveland. At number eight this week. Trying to see. I, I think I think Josh Jacobs missed my my rankings, but I, I will say that I'm more in favor of having Jacobs in the rankings with the Kenyon Drake injury. That's definitely encouraging. So to get things started with the running backs, at 15, I have Cordell Patterson. Yeah. Man's a bull. 14, David Montgomery. Um, I thought he was going to have a better week versus the Packers. He didn't. Definitely think that for that Bears offense to go well, um, needs to go through him, even though Jakeem Grant looked very, very good um, on special teams and as a wide receiver. At 13, I do have Gibby, same spot you had him. Um, I think it's got to be a big Gibson week. At 12, I have Joe Mixon. At Denver, not loving that game. I think that this is a game that Denver could sneakily pull from the Bengals. I think that's, that game is going to be a little competitive, more competitive than we probably believe. At 11, I have Kamara. I understand this is low, but... Tampa Bay really shuts down the run. I expect Kamara to be involved as a pass catcher. Just have to consider, you know, who's really getting him the ball. At 10, I have Aaron Jones at Baltimore. And, you know, I'd love to say that Jones could potentially have a top five day here, but I just think as of recently, A.J. Dillon's been really involved. Um, So just kind of hard to give him the full credit there. At nine, I have Fournette. Look, Fournette's been 
arguably one of the hottest backs in the entire NFL. Um, I think this could could probably be a little bit low on, on my rankings, having him here at 9 versus New Orleans, but we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll eat them up. At 8, I have Najee versus Tennessee. I know Tennessee's defense has been playing better than it usually does because how else would Tennessee be winning games? But I still think that if there's a way that Pittsburgh's going to win, they're going to have to pass the ball a little bit better than they have been. So that's a, a hint, hint, wink, wink for, for Deontay Johnson to have a big game this week. All right, so at 7, obviously we know Chase Edmonds is on injured reserve. So I got James Conner at 7. I mean, even when Edmonds was playing, he was kind of their go-to red zone back, which is going to rack you up fantasy points either way. But now that he kind of has full reign and and they are playing the Detroit Lions, got to give him a top 7 nod this week at 6. I got Mixon against Denver. Not the best matchup, but Mixon, you know, he has he had quite ugh, he had kind of a quiet week this week, so expect him to bounce back and and be, you know, full force in that offense like he usually is. At five, I got Najee against Tennessee. I mean, again, he's really their motor on on offense. So if they want any chance of beating the Titans, they're gonna have to get the run going. To complete my pair, I got Chubb. Oh, sorry, actually, I didn't have Kareem Hunt in it because he's not playing. So I got Chubb at four <laughs> against the Raiders. Again, I mean. Such a, a run-heavy offense, um, especially now, you know, trading away OBJ. Baker's banged up. I expect them to run the ball and run it again and again and again against that Vegas defense. At three, I got Lenny Fournette. Just love the matchup. Love the way they've been using him. Like you said, Steve, he's been one of the hottest running backs, you know, at least for the past six weeks or so. At two, I got Kamara. Kind of like I said with Jonathan Taylor and, and Najee Harris. I mean, he's really their, their bright spot on offense these days. And if they're going to have any chance of even staying in the game, he's going to have to have a huge game, which I think he will, whether that's catching the ball, whether that's running the ball. I mean, However. hell, whether that's throwing the ball. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get it done. And then one, I got Dalvin Cook against Chicago. I mean, it's kind yeah. of just a match made in heaven at this point. No, it is. And I'm going to pick up where you started. And at seven, I also have James Conner at Detroit. Um, I would tend to believe that he'll get in the end zone a couple of times. Don't know what he'll have as far as yardage, but – James Conner having, I believe, 14 to 15 touchdowns already on the year. That's crazy. Six, James Robinson versus Houston. Now, Kev, I understand you didn't properly do your homework, Mm -hmm. um, so that's why you had Spinner there at 15. But leaving him out the list versus Houston? Yeah. Ooh, I know Jacksonville is like. Yeah, both those teams are just. They're they're a mess. I mean, they're an absolute mess. But, I mean, he's probably the best player on both of those rosters. At five, I have Zeke at the Giants. Tony Pollard tore his plantar fascia. So there's no threat for the other back. Um, I think it's very confident to be Zeke time going on the rest of the year. Four, Daryl Henderson versus Seattle. I know he's on the COVID protocol at this point. If he does miss, Sony Michelle can fill in and play that role just fine. We'll see that tonight in this Rams-Cardinals game. I hope that this is a good Monday game because all we've talked about the past couple Monday games is how, how bad, bad they've, they've been. been. Um, the Thursday games have been really good. Three, I have Chubb versus Las Vegas. Kev, I hope you had Chubb high. Thank you. You had him at two? Four. Four? Uh, close enough. Two, I had Jonathan Taylor. Now look, if if we want to treat King Henry with the respect of getting the number one position on our fantasy rankings every week, the lowest I can move JT, Jonathan Taylor, even though it's versus New England is too. It's like Mahomes a couple years ago. It's like King Henry last year and this year. And soon it will be like Justin Jefferson at that one spot going Ooh. forward next year. Little hint on, on, on where I have JJ. At one, I do have Dalvin Cook here. I mean, it's only right to have the chef here at Chicago. 
All right, into wide receivers we go. At 15, I got Deontay Johnson. Again, it is low, and it's no fault to him. It's fault to Big Ben because I just don't trust Big Ben. Guy's a fat lard. It is what it is. He stinks. Can't can't put any Steelers receivers in the top 10 this year with Big Ben throwing the ball. At 14, I got Lockett. And it's hard with the Seattle receivers. I mean, I always flip-flop between him and DK, but Lockett's been playing the better football, you know, as of the past three or four weeks, so got to give him the nod against the Rams. At 13, first part of my pay, I got Chris Godwin against New Orleans. I mean, the guy had, what, 17 catches yesterday, so got to put him in there. 12, I got CD, another pair, hint, hint. 12, I got CD against the Giants. Again, I mean, throw-heavy offense. I mean, even though they got Zeke, Dak ears the ball out, and, and him and Amari can flip-flop any any given week. Gave the higher nod to Amari this week, but still think CD will have a decent game. 11, might be a little low depending after this week, I don't know, but tough matchup. I got Jamar Chase against Denver. 10, I got Mike Evans against New Orleans. 9, I got Justin Jefferson against Seattle. I know Steve's going to think that's low, but it's all good. And then at 8, I got Debo against Atlanta. Yeah, what's up with that? What's up with the Justin Jefferson? I don't know. It's just a weird game. Is it though? It is. <laughs> like you said, this could be a very well a vintage Kirk Cousins game where the Vikings puke the game up and I don't know and yeah. Dalvin and it's it's no, it's listen. tough. The Vikings always every time I do these rankings, like the Vikings players besides Dalvin, like always give me trouble because I'm like, what are they gonna be this week? You know what I mean? Are they gonna be the Minnesota Vikings we all know and love that friggin' Kirk Cousins throws three picks in the first half, or are they gonna be the forty point Vikings when they like they are when they play the Green Bay Packers? You know? I will say. Even though it's really hard to give him the credit, Justin Jefferson has been as good, if not better, than Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. And if we want to take the small sample size of, I want to say, the past 24, 25 games, Justin Jefferson is leading all receivers in reception yards by three or 400. Wow. So, little fun fact. Told you guys, I'm always doing my homework. I'm excited to get behind the microphone for the people. We appreciate you. At 15, it's only right to stop this rankings, the wide receiver rankings off with the Vikings player. That's Adam Thielen here at 15. So we're going to start the list and end the list with Vikings players. At 14, I have Higgins. T. Higgins at Denver. Not a huge fan of the matchup. Um, You'll hear another name from the Bengals very, very soon. At 13, I have Jerry Judy. He's kind of made Cortland Sutton, you know, a non-factor in that offense. Even though they, they've locked him up, they locked up Tim Patrick. Um, Judy's been the number one, so I expect Judy, Sutton, and Patrick to, to be the wide receiver core in Denver for a long time. Now, if only they could find a quarterback. At 12, Jamar Chase, one spot ahead of T. Higgins, or two spots. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's really hard to say that Chase is overproducing Higgins by an extraordinary amount. In the beginning of the year, you can clearly say that, but T. Higgins was hurt at the time. Now look at him, and and it's interesting to see how it works out. At 11, I have Amari Cooper at the Giants, one of two. Kev, that means you have Amari Cooper as your higher higher cowboy this week. At 10, I have Chris Godwin, one of two. Shout out uh, Neon Shield. At 9, Jalen Waddle versus the Jets. And 8, Deontay Johnson versus Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I like that, Waddle. Waddle didn't make mine, but I like that. At 17, got Scary Terry against Philly. feel bad for this poor guy. I mean, if he's on any other team besides a handful of them, either. 
Yeah, he's going to play. Don't worry. <laughs> but, I mean, if this guy's on any other team besides a handful, I mean, he's arguably a top five receiver week in and week out, and he just keeps getting the snub because he's got Taylor Heineke throwing to him. Terry McLaurin at seven. Going to be a scary Terry week. At six, to complete my Cowboys pair, got Amari Cooper against the Giants. At five, I got Tyreek Hill, and I normally don't put Tyreek this high, especially when they're, you know, playing a, a good team like the Chargers, but... I mean, shootout. he's exactly, it's going to be a shootout and he guaranteed is going to have one of his vintage, you know, 70 yard touchdowns this week. Did you I can get feel your it. tickets for the rodeo? I don't know what that means. And you I don't said want you were going to, to the shootout. <laughs> Listen, I wish the camera is on because there's only, there's only one shootout here and it's these guns I got. <laughs> yeah, guys um, kept hitting the gym now. I am. He's having water actually, and yogurt. Actually wicked of... sore, but body feels great. <laughs> At four, got digs against Carolina. Josh Allen's going to be the number one quarterback of the week. Going to need someone to throw it to. Dawson Knox is in my rankings too, but a little spoiler alert. At three, I got Devontae against Baltimore. Two, I got Cup against Seattle just based off the matchup. And then, obviously, based off matchup, got DeAndre Hopkins number uh, number one against wow. Detroit. Welcome back, DeAndre. Then DeAndre Hopkins could be a little bit low. Um, but I still feel like he hasn't gone up to himself since. At six, I have Mike Evans versus New Orleans. I look forward to that Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore matchup all the time. At five, Stefan Diggs versus Carolina. Carolina definitely has good cornerbacks, but going to be interesting. I feel like that team's already checked out. At four, I have CD at the Giants. At three, I have Debo versus Atlanta. He's going to put up a boat. At two, I have Cooper versus Seattle, Cooper Cup. And one, J.J., Get them Jets going at Chicago, Justin Jefferson. All right, so into the tight ends we go. At number five, I got the Buffalo Bill, Dawson Knox against Carolina. At four, whether Lamar plays or not, I still got Mark Andrews in the four. At three, I got Kittle. Two, barring he plays, but I think he will play this week. I got Darren Waller. And then at one, I got Kelsey against the Chargers. I don't have Waller in here either, Kelsey. Oh, Waller's going to play. <laughs> he has to play. We'll see. At five, it's I have long. Zach Ertz. At four, Dalton Schultz. At three, I have Gronk. I didn't hear Gronk in your tight ends. No Gronk. At two, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has been the most consistent tight end in the NFL this season. That's a fact. And one, I have George Kittle. Kev, I'm going to get it started no with Kelsey, the defenses. Huh? No Kelsey. Ah. I don't do Thursday games. Oh, yeah, Come right. on, yeah, dog. Right. You're a rookie. That's right. It's been a while for that's you. That's right. At, f- at five for the defenses, I do have New England. Even though they are going up against the Colts, I expect that to be like an 18-14 type goal- ball game. I'll be watching that. At Highview Ave in Murrows, check me out at the Scoppers. Four, I have Dallas. Yeah, Dallas against the Giants. Don't want to talk about it. Three, Arizona. Two, Tampa Bay. One, if Buffalo can't get their defense back on top this week versus Carolina, big, big problems for Buffalo. Listen, I don't even have the Bills in my top five defense anymore. Forget them. You don't do defenses. Yeah, I do defense. I don't do kickers. Uh, yeah, that's right. At five, I got the Pats, like you, Steve, against Indy. Four, I got the Rams against Seattle. Three, as always, team that goes against the Gents always makes my top five, so I got the Dolphins at three. Got the Niners, two against Atlanta. And then number one, I got Arizona against Detroit. All right, run down the kickers. I I, I forgot, Kevin. It's been a little bit since yeah. you've been here. Five, I got Matt Gay. Four, I got McManus. Three, I got Prater. Two, I got Suckup. And one, I have Bass. So, guys, those are the fantasy playoff week 15 rankings we gave you guys a lot we want to give a shout out to all of our special fans once again neon shield ramirez 444 
And our surprise little listener in San Jose, California, please feel free to share. Guys, make sure to donate to our drive. And if you'd like your name shout out on the podcast, leave us a review. And feel free to leave your name, as Kev said. (laughs) Peace out, guys.